This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Long pause, pitch on the way, and Fernando swings, hits it in the air to deep right field. Yastrzemski's back. At the wall, leaps up, gonna go! Home run, Fernando Tatis Jr. And just like that, the Padres have a 2-1 lead. Fernando Tatis Jr. got the scoring started as the Padres cruise to a win over the San Francisco Giants here tonight in game two of this four-game set. Final score, Padres seven and the Giants three. Sam Levitt with you here on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Final totals here tonight for the Padres. Seven runs, 13 hits, and no errors. Giants three runs, nine hits, and one error. Moments after that, Tatis home run. Juan Soto would go yard. Back-to-back home runs, Padres scoring three in the first inning, one in the second, two in the third, getting one more in the sixth inning. Giants did make some noise in the ninth inning, but Scott Barlow able to shut the door, and the Padres get a 7-3 win to snap. This three-game losing skid even up this series at a game apiece, and the Padres improved to 63-73 and on the season. Giants dropped to 70-65. and lot to do on our post-game coverage from Petco Park. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up here in just a little bit. We have all the radio highlights for you. Recap this one in its entirety. I also caught up with Matthew Batten, who had a big base hit in tonight's game. That came in the third inning. I caught up with him. You'll hear that conversation. Nightly awards and much, much more to come as we wrap this one up from Petco Park. Again, the final score, Padres 7, Giants 3, Highlights, Bob Melvin, and much more after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight at Petco Park. The Padres 7 and the Giants 3 as the Padres even up this four-game series. At a game apiece, Michael Waka, who I did not mention in the open, certainly should have. He was great in this game. Picks up his 11th win of the season. Six innings, two earned runs given up, six hits allowed. And we'll dive much deeper into Michael Waka's outing here in a moment. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, my one-on-one conversation 
Down on the field with Matthew Baden coming up as well. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego, not our San Diego studios, here inside the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. A good way for the Padres to begin this Labor Day weekend. Again, we'll hear from Bob Melvin coming up here in just a little bit. First, let's break how this one went down. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. It was not a great start. The Giants struck first against Michael Waka in the top of the first inning with one out and nobody on. It was Wilmer Flores. Point. Wilmer Flores swings to the first pitch he sees, sends one deep to left field, and that is going to find the upper balcony of the Western Metal Building. A home run for Wilmer Flores, his team leading 20th. Five pitches into the game, the Giants have a 1-0 lead. So not a great start, but the Padres responded in the bottom half of the inning against Tristan Beck. Hassan Kim hit a leadoff single. Fernando Tatis Jr. was next. Long pause, pitch on the way, and Fernando swings, hits it in the air to deep right field. Yastrzemski's back at the wall, leaps up, going to go! Home run, Fernando Tatis Jr. And just like that, the Padres have a 2-1 lead. Then it was Juan Soto. 1-2, Soto hits it in the air to deep center field. Meckler's going back at the wall, looking up, going to go! Into the shrubbery in front of the batter's eye. Soto a long home run to center. He's now the team leader with 26. Padres go back to back. They lead it 3-1. Anything you can do, I can do better. Solo shot, but this one ends up in the garden dead center. Juan Soto, his 26th home run of the season. Fernando Tatis Jr., his 21st. Tatis and Soto went back to back. Padres got right back to work in the second. Luis Camposano hit a leadoff double. With one out, it was Trent Grisham. Big slump. 0-2, that's lined out towards right center field. That'll find a gap. And a base hit for Trent Grisham. Camposano rounding third. He's going to come in to score. That's a great way to bust out of an 0 RBI single, Trent Grisham. And a 4-1 Padre lead. Padres then got more against Beck in the bottom half of the third. There were runners on first and second with two outs for Luis Camposano. First pitch is hit hard on a line into right field and a base hit. Bogart's rounding third. He's on his way. Yastrzemski's throw is cut and an RBI single for Camposano. Makes it 5-1 here in the third. Padres weren't done. Next up, Matthew Batten. Here's the 0-2. And swings, lines it to left field. Jock got a late start, turns around to watch, hits off the top of the wall. Cooper will come in to score, batting into second base with an RBI double. Padres are all over Tristan Beck, and it's 6-1 here in the third. That was it for Beck. He went just two and two-thirds innings, allowing six runs on nine hits. The score stayed 6-1 to one for a while. Michael Waka allowed a run in the fourth inning on a sack fly to make it 6-2. to two. He escaped a big bases-loaded jam in the sixth inning. That was it for Waka. Very, very good outing once again for Michael. Six innings, two runs, six hits, six strikeouts, two walks on 108 pitches a season high. Padres scored another run in the bottom of the sixth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a two-out double. He went to third. Third base on a pass ball. Juan Soto hit a ground ball to second. Tyro Estrada booted it. Tatis scored an error on Estrada. Padres had a 7-2 lead. Nick Martinez replaced Waka in the seventh inning through a scoreless inning. 
Martinez then threw a scoreless eighth inning. So the Padres still led 7-2 going to the ninth inning. Scott Barlow came on for San Diego, and things got pretty interesting in that top of the ninth inning. Tyro Estrada started it with a single. Brandon Crawford single. That sent Estrada to second. Wade Meckler struck out for out number one. Blake Sable was hit by a pitch. That loaded the bases. Lamont Wade Jr. then hit by a pitch. That scored a run. The bases were still loaded in a 7-3 game, just one out. The tying run was at the plate in Wilmer Flores. 0-1 to Flores, and that's a ground ball to the left side. Bogart has to go a long way, fires to second one. Him to first, in time, and a double play to end the game. Well, it got a little bit too interesting in the top of the ninth inning, but when all is said and done, no harm and no foul. Giants get one. But Wilmer Flores grounds into a game-ending double play, and the Padres take game two of this series by a final of 7-3. A nice win for the Padres. Like Jesse said, things did get interesting in that ninth inning, but double play ball can be a pitcher's best friend, right? Padres win it 7-3 over the Giants. Final totals for the Padres, seven runs, 13 hits, and no errors. For the Giants, three runs, nine hits, and one error. Again, the Padres improved to 63-73. and Giants dropped to 70-65. and Michael Waka picks up the win, his 11th of the season. We'll dive much deeper into what he's done since the start of May. He's been so good. And Tristan Beck takes the loss, gave up six runs in just two and two-thirds innings. He drops the three and three. A winner here tonight at Petco Park. Let's go downstairs and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. What did you make of the way you guys bounced back tonight? Well, we have to, right? That's, that hadn't been a problem this year we've bounced back quite a bit now here recently we haven't played very well and lost a few games in a row but um that's not the problem it's sustaining it afterwards for to, to bounce back kind of the way you did like yesterday's game felt a little different was it important to come out right away swinging i mean i know wilmer at the home run but then for you guys to come back like that right yeah. away was the was the way you bounce back important it, it was especially with wilmer hitting the home run right away because that you know we want to try to make an impact right away we got a guy on the mound that we feel really good about now all of a sudden it's one nothing again after you know yesterday's game which was poor for us so to be able to respond in the first inning with three runs was huge you guys have staked walk to walk out of some leads lately he has a pretty good way about him when he gets them and kind of knows what to do what, is, right. what do you make of kind of the guile that he shows well look he's one of the tougher guys in the league I mean he's just you you know that when he gets into into a jam and he and he's done it often this year and he gets out of it without throwing 98 miles an hour but he, you know he's able to bear down and make pitches when he has to and you know a lot of it has to do with his off-speed stuff which makes his fastball play better he reads swings really well and we've seen him do that quite often so you know maybe not his best command today even though it was a couple of walks um you know i think flores had another bat it was like 13 pitches or whatever it took a little something out of him but a little uncomfortable with the pitch count based on you know where he's been this year but um I had to give him an opportunity to get out of the inning. That was going to be my next question. Can you expand on that a little bit, little bit why you let him go as yeah. long as he did when he hasn't gone that long this year? Well, we, we're, we're building him up. So, you know, last game I wasn't comfortable with it. But this game, 
you know, we can increase the pitch count a little bit, monitor him in between starts. It was only regular turn, obviously, but, you know, he's he's a guy you feel good about getting out of a jam. Is it good for Tatis to, to – I mean, he's hit so many – Right to the wall. For That's the yeah. I, I mean, I had my I held my breath on that one too because he's hit so many that feel like they're going to be impactful homers, and somebody either leaps up on the on the wall and, and robs them, or you know it falls just short. So you know, going the other way here at night um, can be difficult at times, but that that was really key for us because of the run they put on the board in the first. What do you make of Campusano and having these multi-hit games? Is this just a matter of him yeah. playing more? Yeah, and, and, you know, have a little better understanding of how he's going to be pitched in the league now and not trying to do too much. I think when he has his struggles, is he, when, when he does, it's trying to do too much. So, you know, staying up the middle, um, you know, pulling balls in the hole, not trying to go deep all the time, I think is kind of the maturation process with him. Hater just unavailable tonight? Yeah. Just, just a result of he's fine. Three in a row, he's going to, yeah, need another day. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse here at Petco Park as the Padres win it 7-3 over the Giants. I'm glad they asked the question there about Josh Hader at the end because I, I did wonder that as well with Hader not pitching yesterday as things tightened up in that ninth inning. I think that usually is a spot where Hader comes in and you bring him in to shut the door, and they did not. So just uh, another day off for Josh Hader there. Uh, so that's uh, good to hear because I did wonder that as the ninth inning was transpiring and Scott Barlow ultimately holds on, gets the big double play to end the game and secure a 7-3 win for the Padres. You heard a, a lot about the offense there, whether it was about Luis Camposano or Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll dive deeper into what Michael Walker did a little bit later, but this was a great offensive day for the Padres, and they attacked early and often against Tristan Beck. They were all over him early on, including the back-to-back -back home runs by Tatis and Soto. I mean, in the span of three batters, the Padres had three runs in this game offensively. Kim had a base hit, a run scored. Fernando, two hits, including the home run. A couple of RBIs, two runs scored. Juan Soto, a base hit, the home run. Well, the, the home run was the base hit, obviously. Home run. Uh, Manny Machado had a base hit in this game. Xander Bogarts had a base hit. Garrett Cooper, a hit. Luis Camposano, three hits in this game, including an RBI and had a run scored. Matthew Batten, RBI double in this game. Trent Grisham, uh, he uh, snapped an over here tonight with a couple of hits, including an RBI. So everybody in the starting lineup tonight for the Padres had a base hit. There was some power. There was early offense. There was uh, a real attack mode early on against Tristan Beck. So offensively, you have to really like what you saw look for whatever it's worth and I think we all understand where the Padres are at right now at 63 and 73 but for whatever it's worth it was good to see the Padres come out and play much much better and hit the ball much much better than what we saw last night last night was sloppy defensively offensively not much going on uh, no hit until there were two outs in the fifth inning so look you know, you're looking for things to, to pull and, and positive things. And tonight, uh, the Padres uh, did come out much more in attack mode offensively, and it worked. It certainly worked. Back-to-back uh, -back home runs by Tatis and Soto setting the tone. When we come back here on the Padres Radio Network, we'll hear from Matthew Batten. I caught up with him one-on-one -on, -one on the field right after the game. May also have some additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse tonight as well as we wrap this one up from Petco Park. Final score, Padres 7 and the Giants 3. We're back in a moment on the Padres Radio Network. <laughs> 
Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 7 and the Giants 3 as the Padres even up this four-game series. At a game apiece, good start to Labor Day weekend and a good start to the month of September for the Padres as well. The month of August was not very kind to the San Diego Padres, to say the least, a time of year where you really felt like the Padres had to turn it on. It did not happen. Padres went 10-18 and 18 in the month of August. That was after going 15-10 and 10 in the month of July. And I won't get into more of the numbers here. I'm sure you know a lot of them. But it was a tough month of August, and uh, at least the start of September is better so far. Padres win it 7-3 over the San Francisco Giants. Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park here in our post-game coverage. A lot to do still. Uh, we do have some additional post-game audio coming from inside the clubhouse. We already heard from Bob Melvin, got through the radio highlights in their entirety, so if you missed any of that, you can always catch up with it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. In just a little bit, we'll dive into what Michael Waka did in his start here tonight. Once again, very, very good. Six innings, two earned runs given up, and six hits allowed. The offense for the Padres they scored early and uh, really set the tone. The back-to-back home runs by Tatis and Soto made it three to nothing. Well, not three to nothing. Excuse me, a three to one lead in the first inning. Then one more in the second, two more in the third, including an RBI double from Matthew Batten, who uh, played the sixth run of the day for the Padres. And you, you look at it with Batten, and you'll hear from him in just a moment. But just to give you some context. He's been pretty impressive so far. You look at the last handful of times he's been in the lineup, uh, one for three with a couple of runs scored, home run. That was on August 27th, remember, at Milwaukee. Then the start he got in St. Louis, four for four, couple of runs scored, couple of doubles. Then the start against San Francisco yesterday, one for three, did have some defensive miscues, but here today, an RBI double didn't miss a home run by much either. Banged it off the left field fence. So Matthew Batten, all in all this season, in 37 at-bats as a Padre, setting 351 with a 1024 OPS. I know it's an extremely small sample size, but it it goes back to something we talked about yesterday, and that was despite what the Padres' record is right now. And despite where they are in the standings, one thing that I do think is really interesting here in the final month is watching guys, whether it be last night on the pitching side, guys like Pedro Avila, guys like Matt Waldron, guys like Ray Kerr, and now somebody here tonight like Matthew Batten who will get more opportunities to play due to the the injury issues right now for the Padres. It's interesting to watch these guys play and they're playing for something right they're playing to establish themselves in the major leagues they're playing for uh you know positioning going into spring training next year all of it i mean these are really important games for these guys that are that are battling uh for uh you know for their their standing in in the major leagues right so i just think that's an interesting part of all this to keep in mind because as we know as we've learned year after year and uh this year is no different Depth is really important to an organization. Having players that have major league experience down at AAA, that when guys get injured, you can call guys up, you have depth, you have pieces that can contribute. It's really important, and the reality is, too, somebody like Matthew Batten, you know, when he's been up here, has not had nearly the opportunity to to play anywhere close to every day, right? So he's probably going to play more 
here over the course of the final month. And again, I, I just think it's an interesting element of this final month of the season is watching how some of these guys do and uh, they're battling right for spots and uh, trying to open eyes before next season. So keep that in mind. I caught up with Matthew Batten on the field right after tonight's win. Matthew, let's go back to the at-bat in the third inning. You get behind 0-2. How were you able to put a good swing on that pitch? Uh, weighed on a little bit of experience. Faced him a little bit in the minors, and then that last at-bat attacked me pretty similarly, so I had a good idea what he was going to do, and I was able to put a good swing on it. You guys came out really attacking Tristan Beck, the Giants starter. What do you feel like you guys did well offensively as a group here today? We are aggressive on our pitches. We're an aggressive group, but tonight we commanded the pitches. We wanted to hit well, and it was a one through nine. Everybody contributed in one way or another, so that's what we're going to try to do going forward, just attack nine versus one. Last four times you've been in the lineup, you've had some success. What's working for you right now in general? Just being simple, just understanding what the game's asking me to do in certain situations and staying within myself and what I'm capable of doing. With the injuries, you're getting some opportunities to play here. How do you view this opportunity over the final month? I just worry about the next day. So now we're on to tomorrow and uh, take care of business then. And it's a long month, so I'm not looking much further than tomorrow. Matthew, great job tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Matthew Batten right after the game down on the field. I like that answer. Good attitude uh, for Matthew right now, taking it one day at a time. Of course, the former Amarillo Sod Poodle in 2019, Matthew Batten. Always uh, nice to catch up with Matt down on the field. Had the base hit in this game, RBI double, helped make it a 6-1 to one ball game at the time. Giants would make it. 6-2, to two. Padres then led 7-2, to two, and they go on to win it by a final of 7-3. to three. Again, we should have some more postgame audio coming from the clubhouse, so we may be hearing from Fernando Tatis Jr., Luis Campusano, uh, so stay tuned for that. We're working on uh, turning around that audio for you right now, so stay tuned. First, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware pitch on the way and that is popped up center of the diamond bogart's backing up now onto the outfield grass xander's got it and the side is retired no runs two hits and the giants leave them loaded Six more strong innings out of Michael Waka, and the Padres lead it 6-2. to two. Quite a finish in tonight's game for Michael Waka, getting out of a bases-loaded jam with, at that point, the tying run at the plate in the form of Wade Meckler, and you heard the pop out there to end the inning. Final line for Waka here tonight, six innings, two earned runs given up, six hits, walked two, struck out six, 108 pitches. That's a season high for Michael Waka. Very, very good job by Michael Waka once again here tonight. And you heard Bob Melvin talk about it during the postgame press conference one of those guys that if you give him an early lead you feel very good about it because he just knows what he's doing it's not necessarily overpowering but the pitch mix is great and look we've talked about it at length I mean he's really exceeded I think whatever expectations you could have had for him at the start of the year he's been so good especially since the start of May think about this since the beginning of May here are the numbers for Michael Waka. 14 starts, a 1.65 ERA, 
82 innings, 73 strikeouts, 28 walks, 098 whip, 179 opponent batting average. That is since the beginning of May. And the only part of it that is disappointing is the fact that he was hurt from early July to mid-August, which meant that he couldn't make those starts. So who knows where the numbers would be uh, in a good way, considering he's shown no signs of slowing down here. I mean, it's uh, it's been a great year for Michael Waka, no doubt about it. So once again here tonight, another quality outing, very, very solid. The overall numbers for Waka, even, you know, not just looking at May to now, even including April, 285 ERA in 19 starts, 107 plus innings, 112 whip. I mean, these are really, really good numbers. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Michael Waka when this season is over. The options the Padres have, all of it, how they can, you know, keep him here and how Michael Waka can hypothetically opt out. I'll spare you all the contract details. We have plenty of time to get into all that. But. It is not guaranteed that Michael Waka will be here next year is what you need to know. So it's just going to be interesting to see how the Padres handle what has been a great season for Michael Waka. Terrific. Another quality start here tonight. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we should have some additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse. I think we've got that ready to go from Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, might uh, have Luis Camposano as well. So stay tuned for that. We're working hard for you here on this Friday night on the Padres Radio Network. Give out more of our nightly awards. Full out-of-town scoreboard. And if you want to get a phone call in, you can. Phone number, as always, 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. If you want to get involved, you can also tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev there too. S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you want to talk about on this Friday. Again, the final, Padres 7, Giants 3, back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 7 and the Giants 3 as we wrap this one up. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building. Great to have you with us on this Friday. Hope you're having a great start to your Labor Day weekend. Maybe some baseball uh, in the picture for you this Labor Day weekend. Uh, Certainly good opportunities to do it uh, both tomorrow, Sunday against the Giants, then Monday afternoon against the Philadelphia Phillies as well. So like I said yesterday, and I promise I'm I'm not lying to you here, but like I said yesterday, and I'll admit I had a couple of people write me after I talked about this yesterday, and they said, Sam, you're absolutely right. Great job on that. Well, let me say it again. Look, despite what the season's been, the record, the standings, all of it. We get it. Despite all that, it's beautiful here in San Diego. There still is not a better place to be than Petco Park. And if I were you, and if you're out there listening, maybe you haven't come to a game this season, or maybe you've come to one, it was back in April, maybe you're you're down about the way the Padres have played this year, and rightfully so, certainly. But, I would still encourage you to come out because I just know, I just know these baseball seasons are really precious and it's going to be December, January, holiday season. Won't be cold here in San Diego, but maybe a little bit chilly or certainly no snow. And you'll think to yourself, 
Hmm. Can't wait for baseball to be back. I miss it. I can't wait for spring training. Can't get here soon enough. So my point is, come out to the ballpark. Enjoy it while you can. Because you will miss it. You will miss it. I guarantee it. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. It's because somebody just had a three-out save or three-inning save. Ground ball to the right side. Cooper ranges away from the line. He's got it. Underhand flip to Martinez, covering in time. And a quick and tidy one, two, three, eight for Nick. That was Nick Martinez, scoreless eighth inning. Very good out of the bullpen tonight for the Padres. Two scoreless innings, just one hit allowed, no walks. He struck out two. 17 pitches, that was it for Nick Martinez here tonight. So very, very nice job by Nick Martinez. And no doubt here tonight, worthy of our relief pitcher of the game. All right, nice evening for Fernando Tatis Jr. Certainly, two-run home run in the first inning, made it a two-to-one game. He had a double and a run scored in the sixth inning, so a couple of extra base hits for Fernando today. And you could see it as he was rounding the bases and sort of looked up at the sky as he was rounding first base. It's been hard for Fernando lately, and we've been over it. We talked about it yesterday. Um, Obviously, some of the numbers are not where he would want, and, you know, you wonder – over the course of the season, coming off the surgeries, all of it, and and along with some of the struggles, um, you know, it, it's been tough for Fernando, and it also just seems like, really, for more than a month now, he's hit so many balls to the warning track and right to the wall, balls that off the bat you thought were going to get out, and they just didn't, and it's been part of the weirdness of this season, I guess the quote-unquote unluckiness of this season in ways, And uh, it's been that kind of month or so for Fernando. So he hits one to right. It gets out. Soto goes back to back. A much better feeling here tonight for Fernando. And the Padres go on to win it 7-3. Let's go inside the Padres clubhouse. And here's some post-game reaction from Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, my God. (laughs) I feel amazing. I feel amazing. I feel like I I needed that a long time ago, a couple times ago. But, man, it's baseball and Got to keep grinding. Were you, I mean, given they got out to that early lead, like how big was it for you guys to respond after last night? How big was it for you guys to respond kind of the way you did right there? It's big. It's big. I feel like this is what, what we needed to do after especially yesterday's game, you know, and bouncing back like that is it's, it's just a good way how to play baseball and, you know, also a good way of telling ourselves that we are capable of doing that. At this point, does it feel any different when you bounce back? I mean, is it just 26 games left? We're playing baseball. We're playing baseball. And we're going out there with the same energy, you know, no matter what. And we're just going to go out there and give our best every single day. Just to be clear, that reaction that you had after the home run was because you've hit so many that yeah. you thought have <laughs> yeah. been off the bat to you. What was kind of going I hit it. I said, I don't know. <laughs> I hit. I, I don't know, man. I don't. I like. Like I said, I don't. I hit balls 109. You know, 108 to to the warning track, and you know, I'm I'm just glad that one went out. Do you have any explanation? Because that wasn't your hardest. Do you have any explanation as to why some of them? And, yeah. I don't. It's been it's been really weird. It's been really weird with the balls coming off the bat. But like I mentioned, I'm just, I'm just glad that one went out. 
All right, that was Fernando Tatis Jr. from inside the Padres clubhouse after tonight's game, talking about uh, the home run and uh, the uh, performance here tonight for Fernando. Speaking of Fernando Tatis Jr., let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Long pause, pitch on the way, and Fernando swings, hits it in the air to deep right field. Yastrzemski's back at the wall, leaps up, gonna go! Home run, Fernando Tatis Jr. And just like that, the Padres have a 2-1 lead. Fernando Tatis Jr., our player of the game here tonight on the Padres radio network. The two-run home run, like we said, 21st of the season. Juan Soto is 26th moments later as the Padres go back to back in that first inning. And a nice moment for Fernando. That's our player of the game here tonight. So uh, what else is there to do? Well, we certainly have phone calls. We can do that. We have uh, the out-of-town scoreboard to get to here on the Padres Radio Network as well. And we'll also uh, hear our play of the game a little bit later as well. So a lot to do here, but let's uh, go to the phones while we have some time here. We go to Lee, who's calling in, in San- from San Diego. Lee, you lead us off here on the post-game show. How are you, Lee? I'm doing all right. That, that team that we all expected all year showed up again today. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes me mad. <laughs> Why is that, Lee? Because that, that's the team I expected to see all year. Yeah. And they come around every once in a while and show what they can do. But there's no consistency. And I love San Diego sports, and I love the Padres, but it's been so disappointing this year. And I think you can hear the frustration in my voice. Anyways, I'll I'll take your comments on the radio. Yeah, Lee, well, uh, yeah, appreciate the phone call, Lee. I mean, look, I I feel you. I feel you. And look, I've fielded calls like this for months now. Um, So no surprise to me. Look, I I feel you. I I also wish that this was the team that showed up throughout the season. It it just is not. And we heard from Bob Melvin after the game. Look, you know, for as frustrating as it's all been and as poorly as it's gone, you know, For a while, and I don't know that I can really say it as of late because things have kind of spiraled lately, but for a while, one thing you could say about this team was that they didn't allow it to spiral, per se. They did find ways to bounce back at least for a day or two at a time, play this kind of baseball they played tonight for a day or two at a time. The problem has been this team that we saw tonight, the team that came out, created early offense, power, fireworks, all of it, capitalizing on the great starting pitching, it it just, they have not been able to sustain it at all through 130-plus games. And that's been the problem. It's not that we haven't seen flashes of this. We have. We have. We've seen a lot of flashes of this. But flashes aren't good enough. You've got to be able to sustain it. And this baseball team has not sustained it all year. So, you know, Lee, look, it is it is frustrating because you feel like there have been a lot of nights this season where you've seen 
flashes of what this could be, what this should have been. But for a variety of reasons, they have not been able to carry that momentum and that kind of consistency for really any kind of extended period of time. And that's been the problem. That's the problem of the season. So, Lee, I understand it. I, I hope you can still enjoy performances like this. Um, you know, and take some things away from it. I've talked a lot about that, you know, and, and try to take some things away from this final month, despite what the standings are and despite what the record is. But look, I, I totally feel your frustration. I do. I understand it. And yeah, you, you kind of say to yourself, man, you know, if only this team could, could have figured out how to do this more nights than not, what a, what a different kind of year this would be right now. But unfortunately, that's not the way it went. Let's go to L.A. Well, not L.A. because I know she was here tonight because I saw Kathy after the game. Said hello while I was walking up to the Western Metal Building. It's Kathy, I assume, on the way home from the game. Hi, Kathy. Well, no, I'm actually staying this weekend. So I'll oh, okay, cool. Tomorrow night and Sunday's game, too. So Nice. I mean, thank you for saying what you said at the beginning there about missing baseball because I do miss baseball when it's not around, and I – count down the days till it's back and yeah the season's been extremely disappointing and we all expected more but that's not going to make me turn my back on this team you know it's like i've been watching them for a long time and i'm going to continue watching them and supporting them and hopefully next year we're going to see this team that 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 should have been this year and i think they will be better next year and i can't wait for next season to start yeah, Kathy, I, I certainly hope so, and thank you for the call. Glad to hear you're uh, staying in town and, and going to enjoy this series. Thank you for listening, as always. Um, you know, look, I, I think the hope certainly is that next year will be better. We, we talked about it a lot the last few days, so I don't want to dive back into the whole conversation. Look, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, but no matter what happens, right, like even if there's a major move, Okay, a major piece gets traded, which I don't know, it isn't so crazy, you know, and especially a, a case like a Soto. I'm not saying they should, but it is an interesting debate. You know, if if you don't think you can extend them long term, um, would they consider, you know, moving somebody like him and really disrupting your core for next season? But even despite all those kinds of conversations and we have so much time to have those right over the final month here and, and into the off season, look, it's going to be a very similar group next year at its core. There will be different faces. Again, assuming the core, the big four, Cronenworth, Kim, they're all here. It's going to be a very, very similar core. You know, yeah, guys like Snell, guys like Hader may not be, be here. They may, you know, go elsewhere in free agency and we'll see with Lugo and Waka and some of the arms in the bullpen. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what transpires with all that, but I do feel pretty confident very confident in saying that the core of this team is going to be the same. Some of the pieces around it may be a little different. So, yeah, I mean, it's about, and, you know, I spoke with Matt Carpenter, if you heard my pregame interview with him, and he said it, you know, that this was about, and I, I don't know if it's been posted on the podcast feed yet. If it hasn't, we'll get it up there. But he talked about looking in the mirror, this team as a whole, looking in the mirror, and essentially ensuring that this doesn't happen again in 24. So I talked about it at length last night about the, the need 
for this team, the roster, the organization, you know, everybody. You know, there's got to be sort of a, a, you know, an analysis of, of what happened here and how you make sure that with a very similar core, in all likelihood next year, man, nothing like it happens again, not even close. So, look, that's going to be the conversation going into the offseason. We have plenty of time to have it and assess all these things, but, you know, a lot of it's going to fall on the roster and the players to to figure that out, certainly. So, Kathy, I, I certainly hope you're right. I hope it's, a, you know, a much better start to next season and season throughout than what we experienced so far here in 2023. All right, let's uh, go to uh, Rancho Bernardo. It's Don on the Padres postgame show. Hello, Don. Hey, Sammy. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. Good. good. <laughs> By the way, thank you so much for having me on, not just tonight, but uh, for the whole season here. It's yeah, been, absolutely. You I got feel it. just blessed that you have me on the radio so frequently. And uh, I feel like, you know, become part of the family with Kathy in LA. <laughs> so many of, of your regular callers, it's really nice. But I uh, just kind of reflecting earlier tonight, you had mentioned, you know, how blessed we are to have Petco Park to go to. And even without the playoff chase, uh, really right now, take take some time if you can to go out to the ballpark. We were lucky enough to go out tonight and uh, met some good friends there that we sit right next to, went to the park with my mom, um, and these are memories that, you know, you just, you, you, they're great. They're great to form and they're great to look back on. And, and the other thing too, is that I spent a lot of my adult life in Boise, Idaho and Boise, Idaho, as you may know, it's just got a minor league team there. They got the Hawks. So yeah. not everybody, yeah, not everyone in, in the United States has got access to a major league ball club like us. It's, it's a real mm-hmm. treat. And, um, so anyway, just reflecting on the season, hope they. Uh, it's good to see the young kids, these uh, minor leaguers, come up. Speaking of minor leagues, and do well. Um, mm-hmm. It's good for the club. It's good for next year for sure. So uh, thank you so much, Sammy, for having me on again. I'll, I'll get off the air right now. Yeah, no problem, Don. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, look, I, I, I agree with you all the way around. And and again, I, I don't say that a couple of segments ago to, or was it earlier this segment? I can't even remember. I, I don't say it to, you know just sit here and say oh everything's great okay that's that's not what i'm trying to do and if you listen to me enough you know that's not what i'm trying to do but i i just you know the last couple of nights i I just want people to to remember that part of it that you know come the winter you'll miss it so you know sitting here tonight sold out crowd again forty thousand plus in the building 50 seconds sell out here at petco park i guess my point is overall i'm still sitting here and being like you know what Despite the season it's been, this is this is still fun here. And nights are precious. These summer nights are precious. They really are. So that, that really uh, is my point. And, hey, look, I've got plenty of experience being in minor league towns, Don. And, uh, you know, a lot of nice stadiums, a lot of great teams. But it is not big league baseball. You know, it's not. So, um, yeah, what, you know, whether I was sitting in Corpus Christi or sitting in Amarillo or sitting in Soge, Illinois, Sitting in Orleans, Massachusetts, my various stops along the way before getting to San Diego in the baseball world. I, I always, I always try to to kind of remember how how wonderful this is to be a part of it, to be at the ballpark, and um, you know, personally for me to 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 be able to to do this for a job. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I get to watch baseball, talk about it, and they pay me for it. What a life, right?
All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, quick look at the out-of-town scoreboard, and we will also hear our play of the game as the Padres win it 7-3 over the Giants. Much more to do on our post-game coverage when we return on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show here on the Padres Radio Network continues. Padres win it 7-3 over the San Francisco Giants. They improved to 63 and 73 on the season. Giants dropped to 70 and 65. Padres snap a three-game losing skid. Start the month of September much better than the month of August went in the Padres again. Early offense in this game. That was the early story. The back-to-back home runs from Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto set the tone. Made it a 3-1 game. Padres got one more in the second, two more in the third. They got one more in the sixth inning. Things would get interesting in the ninth inning as Scott Barlow hit a batter with the bases loaded uh, to bring in a run. Uh, But with the tying run to the plate, Wilmer Flores grounding into an inning-ending double play as the Padres win it by a final score of 7-3. We've already discussed a lot here on the postgame show. Michael Waka, terrific in this game. Six innings, two earned runs given up. Two walks, struck out six, six hits, did allow a home run. But all in all, very good outing for Michael Waka. Picks up his 11th win of the season. Let's take a quick look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at scores today from around the major leagues. Doubleheader in Cincinnati today. Cubs beat the Reds in game one of that doubleheader. 6-2. But game two, the Reds came back to win it in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Noel V. Marte, a two-out single in the ninth to drive across the winning run as the Reds won that final game of the doubleheader, 3-2. to two. So they split that doubleheader, the Cubs and the Reds. Marlins beat the Nationals 8-5 to five in D.C., the final in 11. Garrett Hampson, a two-run home run in that game for Miami in extras. Mets beat the Mariners 2-1 to one in New York. Guardians beat the Rays 3-2 in Cleveland. It was the Twins over the Rangers 5-1 in Arlington. Royals beat the Red Sox 13-2 in Kansas City. Tigers beat the White Sox 4-2 in Chicago. Yankees beat the Astros 6-2 in Houston. Brewers beat the Phillies 7-5 in Milwaukee. It was the Pirates over the Cardinals 4-2 in 10 in St. Louis, Pirates scoring three runs in the 10th inning in that one. Blue Jays beating the Rockies 13-9 in Colorado. A's beat the Angels 9-2 in Oakland. Diamondbacks beat the Orioles 4-2 in Arizona. Christian Walker, Yuli Gurriel had a couple of home runs in that game. Braves beat the Dodgers for a second straight night in L.A. Ronald Acuna Jr., another home run. Had the Grand Slam yesterday to become the first ever 30-60 player. 30 home runs, 60-plus stolen bases in Major League Baseball. First player ever yesterday. We talked about it. Had another home run in tonight's game as the Braves have won the first two games of that four-game series in L.A. And final Atlanta 6 and L.A. 3. 
And that is a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday night in the major leagues. Again, the Padres win it 7-3 over the Giants. Let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. 1-2, Soto hits it in the air to deep center field. Meckler's going back at the wall, looking up, going to go. Into the shrubbery in front of the batter's eye. Soto a long home run to center. He's now the team leader with 26. Padres go back to back. They lead it three to one. Anything you can do, I can do better. Solo shot, but this one ends up in the garden dead center. Juan Soto, the home run in the first inning, went back to back with Fernando Tatis Jr. Like Jesse and Tony said, the 26th home run of the season for Juan Soto has the team lead now. In that back to back home run scenario, that really set the tone in this game. Made it 3-1, and the Padres go on to win it 7-3. So the type of offense you love to see from the Padres when it's come this season. And the Padres win game two of this four-game series, evening up this game, or I should say this series, at a game apiece. But two more games remaining in this series. Tomorrow, Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. Kyle Harrison, the rookie left-hander, on the mound for the Giants. So a couple of southpaws on the mound. First pitch an hour earlier tomorrow, 5.40 p.m. Our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 4.40. And again, Blake Snell against Kyle Harrison. Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here tonight. For the Padres, seven runs, 13 hits, no errors. They left on seven. For the Giants, three runs, nine hits, one error. They left on eight. Michael Waka, the winning pitcher, he's 11-2. and two. The losing pitcher was Tristan Beck. He's now 3-3. Three and three. Time of game, two hours and 50 minutes. And the crowd here at Petco Park, the 52nd sellout of 2023. Incredible. 40,000. 326. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our studio coordinator, Nick Danucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night from Petco Park. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 7 and the San Francisco Giants 3. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.